Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duclas Roslin podcast, I do want to let you know Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are without a doubt my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality and sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster. Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. For all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones, all your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hello, hello. My brothers, my sisters, non-binaries, extraterrestrials, and everybody else in between there. Welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. We are officially in 2023, and you know there's no better way to kick off the new year than going to my man that has the stats, has the facts, has the great uh, perspective because he utilizes all of that stuff I just mentioned in order to help him arrive at the conclusions that he arrives at. And most importantly, he's become one of the most um, debated topics that appear on Duke Loves Wrestling. I mean, legitimately, many of you out there, especially in all the different social media groups, you love discussing this man's findings and and agreeing and disagreeing and everything in between. So this is interesting. Um, Welcome back and, and welcome officially in 2023 our main man, Rob the Genius. What's going on there, Rob? Hey, well, good to be back. And uh, so Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Birthday. Well, th- yeah. thank you very, very much. I appreciate that, Rob. And, and listen, I just turned 40 years old, okay? I just turned 40 <laughs> years old. And I'll tell you, I don't know if you saw this, but on SmackDown, we had John Cena come back. He, he, he wrestled uh, in the main event, the tag team match. And all anyone could talk about was his bald spot. Oh, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, well, damn, I, that's that's part of the reason why I shaved my head now, because, <laughs> because my hairline was Stephen A. Smith, you know, 10 years ago. But now, you know, the bald spot, I just shave it all off. I can't believe what they were saying about Cena, Rob. Well, you know what? Look, <clears throat> um, it, it, it was bad. And uh, <laughs> look, okay, he's gonna be on. He he's on TV. He does movies, <laughs> and it's look. Okay, I'm sorry. It's it's a visual medium. We are a superficial people when it comes to our actors and actresses, uh, and particularly if they're playing certain roles. Um, if he's so look, he needs to go get invest in a hair system of some kind because does he, does he need to do at, the Shawn Michaels hair plugs? Or, or or go get the shag wig like a uh, Naito Naito in uh, New Japan, you know. Go get the yeah, go get the right. I mean, um, something, right? I mean, are you prepared for a fully bald John Cena? Is that is that well, something? You're so, um, yeah. See, that's the thing, right? Because um, look, the bald look doesn't work for everybody. I have no idea how it would look for him, but he's got to do something different. Cause look, look, the whole thing is look, when it comes to, look, when it comes to losing a hair, if you'll start losing your hair, you got to find the look that works for you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, and, and oh, look, that works for you on TV. Right. Everybody can't uh, be Cesaro. I, I like how Cesaro has his. Yeah. So if, Claudio, I mean, if whatever he calls himself today, if, I, if, I like how you know, if, the shit, if, if the bald head works for you, cool. If it thins out in a few places, but people don't care, then don't worry about it. 
Um, but if people are, people are clowning you about it, then you gotta, you gotta find something that works, you know, for you. He's like, he's got to get some type of hair system going on here. Um, Listen, right? these, I mean, these, these are wise words here because how old are you again, Rob? I'm 48, sir. I cannot believe that you are eight years older than me, Rob. I, that is, that is fascinating. I always thought you were, you were a couple years younger. I didn't realize that you were older. So, so now it all makes sense when when you're online straightening people out. Yeah, because because uh, it's funny because a lot of these folks on Twitter, I mean, you know, you'll you'll you know you start following people, you become mutual, and you just talk to them a little bit, and then you might click on their bio and you see like twenty two, <laughs> like, like like what? <laughs> you know, uh, talking you know, crazy. 20, 20, 22, 23, and like, good lord, I could you know. Yeah, I could be your father. Okay, literally, um, you have socks older than them. I mean, let's call yeah, it. Yeah, and, right? uh, um, and so like the you know when when CM Punk was at the media scrum when he said I'm old and tired and I work with children, uh, that that's how it can feel sometimes for me on Twitter when people are talking crazy. <laughs> no, that's all they do. They talk, and and here's here's what I love: these kids, like you said, you look in their bio, 22, 24, 26. They will talk to you as if they are the biggest wrestling expert ever. And whatever their perspective is on pro wrestling is the perspective full stop. So if you say anything different, then what do you mean? You clearly don't watch or you clearly don't understand this. It's like, kid, literally, my first feud was was Flair versus Holly Race. In the NWA, we're talking the, the early '80s. Like you, you weren't even a, a, a gleam in your, your your mama's eye. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, because you know? I started I started watching in 1985, and it was I mean the first WrestleMania. Like a lot of people in my age group, the first WrestleMania was the hook that brought us in. For me, you know, I saw the poster with Hulk Hogan standing next to Mr. T, and in 1985, Mr. T was about as big of a pop culture figure as Sure. Could be. Sure. Right. I mean, he was doing the A team. He had been in Rocky Three. Remember he, remember he, Mr. T cereal? Did you ever eat Mr. T yes, cereal? Yes. Oh my and, god. And he had a cartoon. I mean, like Mr. T was huge in nineteen eighty five. Yep. yep. So to see a poster of Mr. T standing next in this, you know, standing next to Hulk Hogan with this, you know, name WrestleMania under it. Well, and I had I had a few friends who were wrestling fans, right? already so they talked about it from time to time but i didn't really you know pay it much mind other than listening to them a little bit so when i saw this thing i was like well well okay well what's this about and and you know in, in 1985 wrestlemania was at madison square garden so you had to either go there or you had to get on go to some closed circuit tv location and you know and and since i was just getting started getting interested in this stuff i wasn't gonna you know try to bug my dad to take me to one of those things right so i just started watching wrestling on tv you know, my dad, he saw me watching it one day and my dad, um, uh, the straight shooter that he always was, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing he says, like, you know, it's fake, right? Oh, boy. But no, but here's the thing, right? Um, I was not deterred because I thought it was just fascinating seeing these guys do this stuff. And one day I'm watching and then he walks by and he sees Bruno San Martino on commentary. Turns out dad used to go see Bruno San Martino back in oh. the day. Right? So when he, he saw Bruno San Martino on commentary, and he would sit down and watch it sometimes with me, and we would talk about it a little bit, and then he started, you know, he took me to some shows. So he wasn't like, he wasn't saying it's fake to try and, you know, rain on the parade or anything. He, that's just how, that, my dad was a straight shooter. Well, you're lucky and, because I, I didn't find out until uh, Hogan versus Warrior. When 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 the Ultimate Warrior defeated Hulk Hogan, uh, I thought Hulk, Hulk Hogan was dead. <laughs> I my eyes out, and, all, and just like you just laughed, the, the entire household—my father, his buddies—they all were laughing at me. They're like, "What the hell's wrong with you? Don't you know it's fake?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" I thought because I had never seen Hulk Hogan lose, other than you know that thing with Andre. But even that, it, it wasn't as bad as this. Um, so I I I was traumatized over that. Which drove me to to choose Ric Flair over Hulk Hogan forevermore because Ric Flair could lose and still be Ric Flair. 
I could not handle Hulkamania ever being defeated. My the biggest hero in life. I couldn't handle it. It was it was too much, man. So so sh- kudos to your dad. He he spared you from that kind of trauma, Rob. <laughs> and, uh, and look, man, we we had some good times going to see shows. And uh, the first show he took me to was Hulk Hogan and Terry Funk in the main event. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The good old days. good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's Saturday night's main event and all that. That's all that's happening. Oh yeah, yes yeah. sir. Yeah, and, oh, um, yeah. But you know, but here's the thing, right? So even even though I knew it was a work, um. Like when Hogan got taken out by King Kong Bundy, like it, mm. it still felt like was it was still you know a tough thing to swallow. Sure, because I mean I was watching it because now I mean I was watching it to me it was the same as when you know Luke Skywalker fought Darth Vader the first time he got his hand cut off, right? Yep, yep. I mean you know Mark Hamill didn't really get his hand cut off, but you know you're into the characters and all of that, so you see this thing happen. You know I believe when I started watching NWA stuff, you know I. You know, I believed it. Oh, well, Dusty's going to beat Rick this time. He's going to do it this time. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and, you know, of course it didn't happen, right? Did you, did you see when the, when the Road Warriors took the spike off of their, their pads and they, yeah, they blinded another, Dusty Rose? That, that was a tough day for me because I was a big fan of Dusty and the Road Warriors. <laughs> so, did you watch was, it when it first aired, though? Cause it, cause when it first yeah, aired, they showed yeah, blood when it first aired. I did, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is a lot." Okay. I don't think they were allowed to show it on TV much after that. They might have showed well, a, a replay, and that was it. Well, because that was after Turner had bought, yeah, you know, good Jim point. Crockett out, and he was pissed. He was pissed about and, that. Well, I think Dusty got fired over that. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he got, that's why yeah. he got fired. Yeah, he got fired. Because, and that's when he went to WWF after that. Yeah, yeah, and he got he got fired over that because he booked that segment, and it was against the standards and. They hadn't really done anything like that. That, I mean, they hit people with chairs. They had busted people open, but this was like looking. You know, it looked like you were gouging the man's eyes out with a. Metal yeah, spike. it looked like they were trying to kill him legitimately. Um, and and for folks who don't know, here we go again. Right, we're talking the the. Now, what year would you say this is? Is this is the late eighties at this point? That right? was eighty eight when that happened. That was eighty eight. So so Dusty yeah. Rhodes, you know the the American Dream. You know he's a big hero. Uh. The Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, Legion of Doom, they attacked him and pulled a spike off of their pads and proceeded to dig it underneath his eye. And it made it look like they were actually gouging out his eye with a sharp spike, like they were blinding the man and blood was coming out. And this was all on TBS, uh, 605, you know, (laughs) PM. So people, people were watching, including me, young me. Including Rob, we're watching on TV, and Dusty Rose looked like he's being stabbed to death. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's different because um, because like the most outrageous thing they had done before that um, when when Jim Cornette he jabbed his tennis racket handle in the baby doll's stomach. Oh yeah, that was bad. That was but bad. that but, but it was a blunt. It was a tennis racket handle. It you know it wasn't a sharp object. You know he didn't cut her open. Right. I mean, now, now, but it was, but it elicited the right amount of outrage. Right. Cause it, uh, cause it was obviously it was supposed to piss everybody off because, you know, this coward Jim Cornette rammed a tennis racket into this woman's stomach. And of course, you know, um, people think, you know, you think about jamming some instrument into a woman's stomach like that. People immediately think about, okay, you know, well, you know, this is going to mess her up from having kids or something. Well, right. That's, that was the implication. Yeah. Yeah, and so it, it, it evoked the right amount of outrage. People were, I mean, because, you know, um, he was wearing Kevlar to the arenas after that. You know, um, about a month or so later, Dusty and Magnum, they grabbed him in the middle of the ring and put a rope around his neck and tied him to the back of a truck. Right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> times were a little different back then. A little bit. But, a little but, bit. Um, but, but the thing about that, though, is they tied him to the truck. And then, like the Midnight Express came in, and they untied him as they were about to pull off. So he didn't look. He you didn't see him getting dragged from the truck. Yep. Right. Yep. So the thing with Dusty and the Road Warriors, they 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 went all the way with it. They drove the spike into his. You know, it looked like they were driving the spike into his forehead and stabbing him and gouging his eye with it. Right. And so that's different. Um, like it was a difference between something being implied or something like almost happening but not quite. 
and in that case, they went all the way with it. And, you know, and that just ran afoul of, you know, the Turner people and I guess sponsors probably. And yeah, Dusty got fired over it. That was, that was good drama. Now see that folks. So, so for all you whippersnappers out there, okay. Who want to try to tell Rob or myself anything about pro wrestling. If you weren't allowed to see Dusty Rhodes get maimed on, on TV, <laughs> <laughs> kindly, you know, check your privilege there, young man and young woman, young person, uh, because you don't know we've we've seen some things. Okay, we've seen some things. Speaking of which, you know, Rob, you've built up a reputation now uh, within the IWC. You're the guy that goes on uh, Duke loves wrestling and, and, and is keeping up with the stats on women's wrestling. That's, that's been the, the universal word on you now. So I don't know if I should apologize or congratulate you. Um, Cause you know, I'm always getting canceled. So if you get, if you start getting inboxed and people start, you know, yelling at you and stuff like that, it's not your fault, Rob, it's my fault. Okay. Well, uh, I always say this, tell me where I said something that was false. That's it. That's it. Well, let's let's start with this. First of all, first of all, really quickly, let's go through the ranking one more time. Just just give me the numbers and the name of the shows, starting from the top and going to the bottom. So the best to the worst. When it comes to promoting women's wrestling, which television shows based in North America promoted the most women's wrestling and who promoted the least? A few weeks ago, I said uh, NXT was first, Raw was second. Impact was third, SmackDown was fourth, Dynamite was fifth. That has not changed. So, again, um, so in 2021, Raw was first and NXT was second. They've switched places now. In 2021, SmackDown was third and Impact was fourth, and they've switched places. And now Dynamite is still fifth. So so one of the biggest questions that I've been asked, Rob, including by um, uh, women fans, is why – haven't you uh, added Rampage into your rankings? Well, because uh, I just, you know, I didn't think to do it at first, and I thought about it, and I was like, well, well, because one, they are, like, they have the same form, like, there's a lot of variation, like, they, they always have one women's match, pretty much. Um, there wasn't, and it's only an hour, so... But what, how would that change? And and you don't have all the data, so feel free to say you have to go back and look at that. Don't don't box yourself into a corner here. But because it's an hour long program, and they're featuring a women's match, that means that a higher percentage of their overall runtime is dedicated to women's wrestling. So so Rampage would be at least in the middle of the pack, right? Yeah, see that's the thing um, because my little kind of standard that I came up with was I, that you should have, you should aim to have one match for each hour of television your show is. So would that mean that Rampage would actually skew the numbers then? Because they the do. Thing. It, 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 it would skew the numbers and not in a way that is anything meaningful. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And that's, and that's the thing, right? Because you always have, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to have, if you're going to have a piece in there that skews the numbers, um, it should be, you know, it should be something meaningful. Like, like, case, like Raw. Raw, excuse, Raw is the only three-hour program on the list. Raw is kind of because, – because it's three hours. They should have more just because because they have more time. But they don't. And They don't. So, yeah. honestly, yeah. to me, that that's – to me, that is a good way of measuring, really, whether or not somebody's actually, you know, putting in, you know, the effort because – you know, like for example, you know, I've said this for NXT. NXT has a two-hour show, and they have they have they have two matches almost every week. It's almost it's almost guaranteed for them to have two matches. They they occasionally have just one match, but almost every week they have two. Lot, lots of weeks they have three. I was about to say they probably have as many three women matches weeks as they do one women match weeks. Probably which ends and up might have evens more. it all. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because for the year, I mean NXT for the year, you know they averaged over two matches a year. Um, I mean two matches a week, not a year. But, uh, it's incredible. Yeah, and in, in two in two hours, NXT averaged like 
you know, 2.4 matches a week in two hours. Damn. Okay. Which means means that they they have a lot of three women match weeks throughout the year. Yes. In fact, I'm looking at it now. It's just they've got a bunch of three women, three match weeks. Um, They got a four match week in there. They got a five match week in there. One week they did five matches in, in, in two hours. Yeah, I mean that's that's just incredible. Shout out to Shawn Michaels. Um yes. whatever and, influence you have over that, that's that's good stuff, man. And and they don't just do the matches. Also, I mean, they have matches, they have promos, they have backstage scenes, they have vignettes. They have all they fit all of that into two hours. Women, one could argue, are more prominent in NXT than the men. I I, I would I would argue they're at least the most it's, interesting. Well, yes, they are because a lot of the, uh, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the men's roster outside of a few people, I mean, you know, Carmelo and Braun Breaker, Grayson Waller, um, you know, Trick. And, uh, and just a side note, Trick, Trick is going to surprise some people on the main roster. Yeah, I, I think, I think he's a, he's a champion in the waiting. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I'm over the moon over him. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But outside of those four, I mean, like there are a bunch of guys who like yeah they can wrestle and they can have good matches but like on the men's side on NXT those four are like the the interest really interesting guys and well the the schism group is you know like, well and they since, need them <laughs> since they added since they added you know Ava Rain I mean, yeah yeah um, they, they better do something yeah yeah um but that I mean as far as like interesting like men who kind of men who kind of stand out and who are interesting on NXT it's it's that group. Whereas on the men, I mean, on the women's side, you know, they have a lot of just, in, you know, a lot more interesting women up and down the roster. Now, obviously, it's developmental, so it, it's a bit, I'd say it's a bit reckless to jump out and say that everybody's going to be a star because I see that sometimes on Twitter. Um, we, so we don't, we don't know where these folks are going to land when they get on the main roster because it's an entirely different experience. But when, but in within this, you know, with this, in this particular setting for this particular show, the women's side of NXT has far more interesting, just you know, characters. What I guess you want to call them um, than the men's side does, and so they get matches. Um, there are some weeks where they have the same number of matches as the men. There are a lot of weeks where they, where they have the same number of matches as the men. You know, and they have you know again, and they have all the other stuff too. And and because sometimes the excuse you hear is that well. Well, they only had one match on Raw or one match on SmackDown, but they had all these other things. They had a promo, they had vignettes, they had backstage, this, that, and the other. It's like, okay, but NXT does that stuff and they have the matches. Right? Um, yeah, I mean that's a that's a and, that's a fantastic point. And and nothing's nothing um should fill in for a match. There's nothing more you, no one is gonna make more money not wrestling. You gotta wrestle. You got to have a match. Now, don't get me started on you people out there who are going to sit there. Well, what about Goldberg? What about this? Yeah, they, that's because they wrestled their matches already. They're in legendary status now. Brock Lesnar's a legend now, so he doesn't have to wrestle as much. Roman Reigns a legend now. He doesn't have to wrestle as much. But they make their money having matches. And eventually, you got to see the physical altercations. So yes. that, that's what it is. Now, l- let me let me switch speeds for a second here because – one of the biggest pushbacks that I got, um, and including from a former guest on the show, Sade from DDT Divas, you know, shout out to Sade. Um, she took a little exception to your research there, Rob. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna clip this and play it in the nation of African American wrestling because I know that there are a lot of humanoids in that group. There are a lot of the majority of them are fantastic folks, but there are some humanoids in there who just can't seem to wrap their head around. Me calling Tony Khan a scumbag for promoting less women's wrestling in 2022 than he did in 2021. People can't wrap their heads around that. They don't believe that I should be calling the man a scumbag for treating women as less than. Okay? And to all you folks who can't wrap your head around that, all I have to say is you can kiss my almond milk full backside. Okay, I'm lactose and tar and like Tony. So, you know, we, we I love to bring that up because I know it gets under his skin. But, um, you know, go to hell because I'm going to call everybody a scumbag who who treats women as less than. And you're just going to have to deal with that. But well, look, 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 it's pretty simple. Okay. 
if you had one women's match every week in 2020, if you had one women's match every week in 2021, if you have one women's match every week in 2022, what does that mean? It means you have one women's match every week. But he, but the fact that they had less women's matches in 2022, they they actually showed them less, is fascinating yeah, I, to me. Well, because and in, 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 we're talking decimal places. Yeah, we're talking here. decimal uh, points, but it's still a, it's not an increase, right? So she says to me, "Well, I feel they've done a better job, and I feel that uh, you know the the, the AEW uh, they've done better with the women's roster this year. So I don't really agree. And it's like, well, I don't know what you're disagreeing with, ma'am." Because he's promoting them less. <laughs> Is it, has their roster gotten better? Has it gotten more interesting? Yes. Um, also, they have found they are. I'd say they're they're better at some things. Well, because for example, because Jade is such a big star, you you know she gets time on the show every week. You know whether she has a match or not. Right, uh, and that was you know they didn't. They didn't How have many matches did Jade have in twenty twenty two? Because I, I see a lot of humanoids bring this up too. Um, well, because uh, just about how how they're pushing Jade, and it's like she, what, she had less than twenty matches in twenty twenty two, didn't she? On TV, by my count, okay, she had eight matches on Dynamite. <laughs> now, okay, now don't know how many. Well, let me make sure. Let me make sure that's right here. Uh, listen, listen. All right, now she had more. Now, and, and I'm about to make an argument actually for keeping track of Rampage because. Um, she did wrestle on Rampage, uh, but 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 again, now I'm kind of debating myself here uh, because the thing with Rampage is look, the, the flagship show is Dynamite. Dynamite that's where you make the money. The, yep, that's where Dynamite, you make the money. Dynamite has more than twice the audience of Rampage. Rampage yep. gets in the four hundred thousands. And now, now we've said before. Now we've had our conversations about the Nielsen numbers, but. The number for Dynamite is more than twice the number for Rampage. Yep. Okay. So even you know, both numbers are undercounted because of Nielsen or whatever, but one number is twice than the other one. So it's, you know, the show that gets the more, the more people is obviously more important. So putting, you know, it's not enough to, to say, well, we, we, have women wrestle on rampage also. Well, okay, it's it's not the same. It's not the same thing. Um, and just look, I mean, NXT gets a third of the audience of Raw and SmackDown. Okay, which is when you know when people come up, you know, we all, I mean, other people say, well, they they have to get these people familiar with the audience. And you say, well, they were on NXT. Well, NXT gets a third the viewing viewership that. You know, Raw and SmackDown do so. That means two thirds of your audience has never seen these folks. So, Rampage gets less than half the audience of Dynamite. Putting somebody on Rampage to have a match is not the same as putting them on Dynamite. No, putting and the the YouTube shows get three four hundred thousand views, which is you know the same that Rampage does live on TV. So again, putting them on one of those other shows is not the same as putting them on Dynamite. So Jade had eight matches on Dynamite that I counted here. Um, and, but as far now, this thing about the overall, pre- is the overall presentation better? Maybe, because again, Jade is somebody who, because she's such a big star, you give her a few minutes every week, match or no match, right? And because now before, you know, before she became a thing, they did, that just, that wasn't there. So you had your one women's match and then in that space, you would have some other thing with the men. What's going on out there, everybody? This is Terrence Williams, uh, TW, talking about on your social media, and you are listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. So, well, here, t- here's the thing: in, in, in 2022, Jade had 24 matches. Now, okay. if AEW has two TV programs on every week, right? Rampage and, and Dynamite. That's yeah. eight TV uh, events per month, right? Yes. So, you know, you, you, you do the math on that. That's what, 96 total TV events? And then they Eight have... Yes. Yep, 96. Yes. Hey, hey, listen, I'm not a mathematician like you, so I, you definitely got to check my math just to make sure. And then they have one, two, three, four, five pay-per-views, right? So that's a, that's a total of 101 opportunities for Jade Cargill to wrestle. And she only wrestled 24 times in 2022. Yeah, so I mean, eight shows a month. I mean, I'm just 
right. It's, it's, it's less than a quarter of the of the, of the year that yes. she she wrestled, right? Yes. Less so, um, yeah, less that is a quarter of the shows. Uh, it's you know twenty four matches up. out of ninety out of ninety six television shows is exactly one quarter. But and then you have the pay per views on top of that. If you right. want to do and that, then, exactly. well, I know you're not then, tracking that, but I, I, yeah, you're right. Let me let me leave the pay per views alone. But my point is, she barely wrestles. She barely wrestles. Right now, but again, so, but she's on TV every week. True. So I, so okay. Put, let me put it this way: I can, if somebody wants to say that the overall presentation is better, I will concede that because they have Jade. Jade gets a segment every week, and that wasn't the case before last year. So technically, is that more time for the women? Yes. However. However, is she, is she well? Hold on a second. Table that though. Is she getting the Britt Baker time? Because no, Britt's Brit, gotten Brit, less. No, Britt Brit still gets time though. But it, but so is, maybe, has Britt gotten less though? Uh, I, that I couldn't tell you. Um, okay. okay, okay, but that okay that I, yeah. Uh, but Britt still gets time on TV. It's not like she's gone. So if, if you add up Britt's time and Jade's time, it's more than before Jade became a thing. All right, let's say. Let's say Britt used to get six minutes, and now you know she gets four and Jade gets five. Well, that's nine minutes total versus just the six minutes that Britt would get by herself before. So it's it is more time. What would be the male equivalent of this? Let's 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 flip it for a second. Let's say that AEW or, or any wrestling promotion is only going to feature two men prominently, and then the rest of the division. You know, as as a whole, everybody in the division is only going to get one match per television uh, program. What would be the male well, equivalent of this? If you were to pick uh, two good. men in that company, who who's it going to um, be? Well, all right. Well, well, it's hard to come up with a one on one equivalent. But let me just say this, okay? Um, every week on Raw, pretty much every week on Raw, Seth Rollins gets a promo and he gets a match, and some of those promos are monologues, <laughs> and some of the matches go twenty minutes. And there are some weeks where he gets the monologue and the twenty-minute match. Okay, uh, on SmackDown, the Bloodline, they usually get some type of monologue segment that goes ten, fifteen, maybe twenty minutes of them talking, right? And then Roman doesn't wrestle on TV that much, but Solo was on TV, wrestles on TV, Jimmy and Jay wrestle on TV, Sammy wrestles on TV. So they're involved in, every week. They're involved in some type of match, and quite often it's the main event and that gets 10 or 15 minutes. They get a, a monologue segment in the ring that goes any they could go anywhere from six minutes to 20 minutes, depending on what all they say. Um, and then sometimes the, the monologue isn't as long, but then they do some stuff backstage. So the, the bloodline gets a good half hour of SmackDown pretty much every week. Okay. But, but that's, I mean, look how many and, people that is. That's, that's what true. five people. No. Yes, now, now, but on but on Raw, Seth Rollins sometimes Seth Rollins will get an eight minute monologue and a twenty minute match. But if you were to pick right. one, just you, you can only pick two men because we're talking okay. Jade, we're talking and we're and we're talking Britt. Two men, and then the rest of the division, everybody's getting one match combined. That's it. So either you're in or you're out. So who who does a bloodline normally feud? Let's say let's say whether it be Kevin Owens or I don't know. Uh, well, now it's, you know it's Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sheamus probably wrestles I, out of everybody on SmackDown. Sheamus probably wrestles the most, um, with the exception of of Gunther. Now Gunther's been wrestling a lot lately. Yeah. Um. So either one of those um, two, right? But it, it's hard to come up with a one on one comparison. Um, well, well, here's my I point. Know. I'm I'm just trying to show an example. Imagine if all you saw. Was 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 Seth Rollins and and let's say Sheamus, and then you had your match on each program, men's match, and that's it. Everything else is women. Come on, folks. Does that even make sense? Does right. that even make and sense? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And and now look, I, it, so when we're talking about overall presentation, that's why I said before that you know promos and vignettes and all that. They're not substitute for matches. No, not at all. They should they go they go along with matches. They supplement matches. They complement matches. Well, well, let's take it a step further. 
but and stay on your point where let's take it a step further because tony khan has announced that we're going to get a new look for dynamite right okay. and it's going to be a new look and feel they're changing the colors so now it's going to be red and blue thank you smackdown and raw um and and they're going to have everything lit up more and all this even though it's already bright uh but here's what I noticed looking at the at the advertised matches for this upcoming Dynamite. There are more people of color, especially black people, on this advertising for Dynamite than I have ever seen in the history of AEW. So what that tells me, all of our brothers, sisters, non-binaries, extraterrestrials out there listening right now, what that tells me, all of the skinny jean-wearing scumbags who are not top shelf out there, what that tells me is that the network dug into Tony Khan's ear the same way we've been doing all along, Rob, since the inception of this piece of trash company that he's run into the ground that's still not profitable. What that tells me is Tony Khan has finally been forced to do the thing that we said he should have been doing all along, at least one of those things. He's actually going to start promoting more people of color regularly. And I'm going to tell you right now, Rob, within the next 30 days, there is going to be at least one black wrestler who's going to be in the title hunt against MJF. I guarantee it because Tony doesn't have a choice now. It clearly is not what he wants to do. But because they're losing money, they're losing viewerships, they can't get strong sponsorship. They're about to lose a TV deal. He's going to start doing the things we've been telling him to do all along. What do you think about that? Possibly. Now, remember, well, we just had the thing a couple of weeks ago with Starks and MJF. Uh, so, look, he, he, he needs to start by, you know, solidifying Ricky Starks' status on the roster. Uh, he's somebody who sh- should be a, con- a, you know, a regular world title contender. He shouldn't – all right. This title match he got with MJF should not be a one-off. Um, he should be consistently in the title hunt. Um, he should do something with Powerhouse Hobbs, and Powerhouse Hobbs should be in the world title picture. Okay, um, a I don't big know what doing. hulking bastard like that, and you mean to tell me he can't be putting pressure on your on your uh, chicken <laughs> heel champion? Part of my friend, exactly. Come on, right. Exactly, and so he should be in. He should be in that picture. Um, and look, look, everybody is not a world title contender. Everybody is not that material. But Starks is, Hobbs is. Both of them are. They should both be in the world title picture. They should not be wrestling for the TNT title anymore or whatever. Okay, they should be in the world title picture. Okay, and Keith Lee and Swerve what, shouldn't be feuding with each other. They should be in the world title picture. If they're going to well, feud, they, they should be feuding for that. that. <laughs> well, now that they split up, then yes, they should both, you know, sometime this year, they should both be in the running for a world title shot of some kind. Okay. So if you're asking me, what do I want to see from Tony? Yes. Okay. You have people there now, right? Who are world title material or at least world title shot material. So they should be regularly in the picture. Okay. The, the same, the way that, you know, Bobby Lashley just, you know, now every, you know, at some point during the year, he's going to be getting a world title shot, right? And you can you can count on it now. Count on it. You can count on right. him and, and Drew McIntyre. I know Drew McIntyre is white, but my but but they're treated equally. You, yes. you can always plug them into the world title picture at any point, and if they're not doing that, then they're back down to the secondary title picture, which means they're still keeping warm enough to be bumped back up into the main event. Exactly. So you got we named four people there. You can do that with. Okay. So, you know, 2023, let's see it, okay? Um, you know, and it, it just, you know, look, and because now, now that we're into a new year, it is the time, you know, we need, to, we need to think about, okay, what do we want to see these people do? You know, what, you know, what, what do we want to see these people do? Uh, do we want to see, you know, what do we want to see more of? You know, do we want to see people moved up? What exactly? Um, because well, you know, you don't, don't give them any rest because if you let them rest, they're going to do whatever they want. That, and, and you encourage me, which is why I'm staying on them, Rob. And, and just so you know, Tony is, is dead pissed at me over some of the things that I said about him in 2022. Uh, but I, I'm going to let him know, Tony, you know, Rob gave me permission to keep the pressure on you. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, 
I, I think it's ridiculous that in 2023, we're still having this debate about equal rights for people of color and for women. Because essentially, that's what this is all about. Tony Khan, yeah. his idea of a top wrestler is a white guy, period. And we know that because that's all he's promoted as his top wrestlers. So for us to continue to say, hey, why aren't you featuring more women? Why aren't you putting women in a position where they can actually make equal money to men like you claim that you were going to allow them to do? Uh, what's going on here? Uh, where are the the people of color, especially black male singles wrestlers who are top contenders for the title? I'm not talking one-offs. I'm not talking treating them like Scorpio Sky, where you give him one title shot and then he friggin' disappears. And then next thing you know, he's playing second fiddle to to Ethan Page, who who's a bum, by the way. Ethan Page is a bum. He's a never was and a never will be. He's a bum. Okay? Let me say it again. Ethan Page is a bum. What has he ever done in wrestling? Okay, uh, you, you're going to take a guy like Scorpio Sky with a body like that and wrestling ability like that, and you're going to make him play second fiddle to Ethan Page. And and what was the other idiot's name? Lambert. Are you kidding me? You know, Tony Khan is so transparent how much he, he, he has a disdain for women and people of color. It's embarrassing. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of the Hispanic wrestlers in that company, they're getting more vocal about their frustration with the way that they've been booked in that company. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. And um, you bring it out of me, Rose. Well, I mean, it's, well, look, it's pretty telling that uh, Dragon Lee said that, you know, he, one big reason he chose NXT was because he, um, he looked at the situation over there and did not want to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Tony, Tony, Tony signs somebody and he puts them on TV a couple times. Then he forgets about them. Because, um, and just let me talk about the Hispanic wrestlers we've seen because, um, you know, Santana and Ortiz, did they even get a title shot ever? One of the, I mean, I think one of the best have, teams coming into the into the company and, and the way that they were buried. I mean, you just got to look at yeah. Tony and the Young Bucks and you got to scratch your head, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, so now, um, you know, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix are doing the thing with – yeah, you know, well, you know, they're doing a the thing with the elite, okay. Um, Which amounts to nothing. They're trios. This is a tag team with two guys who could be world champion if you book them right, and they're being treated again like they're mid carters, right? Yeah. Um. So it's just you know what, you know, again, I, you know, this is just a question of what are we looking for in two thousand twenty three, and now. Look, look, I mean, I guess the biggest thing is you, you want you want regularity, right? Meaning that, you know, people of color in the title picture, and it's not a big deal because it happens, it, it's a regular thing, right? And so it's not a big deal anymore. That's what you're looking for, right? Because um, like we said with Bobby Lashley, he, you know what? He know that at, at some point in the year, he's, he's going to get a title shot, a world title shot on one of these pay-per-views or, or on some big TV show at least, right? Um we know that, you know, I mean, the Usos have been tag team champions forever. And, you know, when they're not that anymore, then the Street Profits will be again at some point. And then, you know, the New Day will be again at one, some, some point before they're done on the main roster. Um, we know that, you know, I mean, Bianca has been entrenched as Raw Women's Champion for going on a year now. And even when that does come to an end, we know she'll be back at it before long. You know, um so it's just people who are regularly in the picture and you don't have to worry about them. You know, you don't have to worry that they're going to be, you know, cast off into the, you know, the phantom zone somewhere, right. To quote uh, Superman <laughs> reference, you know, <laughs> um, and, you know, and that, that's the key you want, you know, you want, I mean, you look at NXT with Roxanne Perez. She comes in there. Uh, she came out of, you know, Booker T's reality of wrestling. She was a ring of honor for a bit and she showed that she can do the work and, you know, they, and when the thing with Mandy happened, they needed to switch the title off of Mandy. They who did they go to, right? And, and uh, they were going to go to her anyway. Yes, uh, it's just but, you know, but, but they, they felt they like it up. Yeah, they, they felt comfortable that they could do it now. Which, which right? this, they, this is interesting because Roxanne was able to leapfrog um, 
you know, people who had gained a lot of notoriety and, and I dare I say more buzz than her for short pockets of time. You you look at, um, you know, Faith the Lioness, you know, what, what do they call her now in there? Well, Nikita Lyons. Nikita Lyons. You you look well, she's at better than, she's, she's better than Nikita Lyons. Well, in clearly, way. in the bell ring, she's better. I mean, clearly, I mean. clearly. Even Cora Jade, who I feel, um, she's she's she has to focus on her character development because her wrestling is just not there. And I don't know what the hell's going on with Cora. She done she she stepped out and suddenly she's as dark as Mandy Rose used to be. Um, I you know I'm, Cora Jade looks like a strong black woman with all that that uh, tan that she has going on that fake and bake. I don't know what the hell's going on with her. Um, but you know she has to work on her character development because the wrestling just ain't there. She couldn't keep up with Roxanne when they were in the ring together, and that's why Roxanne was able to leapfrog her as well. And even Lash Legend. I mean, Lash Legend is a, is an incredible athlete, but and she came in with a lot of fanfare, and she you know she's doing well enough, but. She hasn't been able to do what Roxanne's been able to do. So, yeah, and you know, but um, just again, I, I'm a, I guess my bigger point is just you know, again, uh, regularity. That, yeah, that yeah. It should not be. It should not be a surprise if a person of color is in a title picture, right? It, sh- it shouldn't. You shouldn't be shocked anymore. Facts. Facts. And if, if if and if if so, if we're still surprised that that's happening on your wrestling show, then you are you are behind. Let me ask you this since we're in 2023, Rob, and I'll bring it home on this. When you look at the totality of what AEW has been able to do on television since it's been on television, especially Rampage, I mean, excuse me, especially Dynamite, I'm talking Dynamite specifically because I know Rampage is a disaster. If you're Warner Brothers Discovery, are you giving AEW an increase and therefore a new deal? Or are you going to treat them like the Republicans are treating Kevin McCarthy right now uh, for Speaker <laughs> of the House, where oh, you boy, just, you just, that's, that's, you make him feel like he has a chance and then you reject the hell out of him, uh, basically kick him to the curb. Uh, Kevin McCarthy will not be Speaker of the House unless he's able to do some, some crazy House of Cards threatening and, and, and wheeling and dealing, which if he couldn't get it done last night, I don't know what to tell you there, Kevin. Um, oh, good. He just lost his fifth vote. He, and, and, yeah. So that's embarrassing, right? That's embarrassing. That's, that's five. And, and, not, and, and listen, and I know people like – a lot of people like to shit on Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi never took something to the floor that didn't win. Okay? Oh, and Nancy <laughs> Pelosi warned us last – late summer that McCarthy doesn't have the votes. So he better not be thinking he's going to be speaker because he doesn't have the votes. Yeah. <laughs> so – She's like, if you the Republicans come in power, it doesn't matter. McCarthy ain't going to be it. <laughs> yeah. You, you ne- never, for, for those of you who, if you're still starting to study Congress or whatever, never bring anything to the floor if you don't already have the votes. Well, so 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 in, in, in the comparison to AEW and really Tony Khan, because if AEW doesn't get a TV deal from uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, if they don't stay on TNT and TBS, this is an indictment of Tony Khan's leadership. Um, what do you think? Do you think that they've done enough to justify getting a new deal? Or do you feel that they're going to have to go um, somewhere else or they're going to have to take a significant cut to stay on TV? Well, I think it comes down to does Warner Media have they, – do they have something else? Do they have a suitable replacement? Right? Well, they've cut, they've cut bigger shows though. Yes, no, but this is this is TV, so you have like cutting a movie from HBO Max. You don't have to replace that. Sure. Okay. You cut something off of your TV schedule, then you have to put something there. Sure. Uh, you can't you can't just go dead black for two hours. Uh, so the question is, one, are they looking for a replacement? We don't know that. But then the other thing is that you know, do they think that do they have one because? We know that okay. We know how what size audience they get every Wednesday. We know that that f- they finish usually within the top five, and when there's not like basketball or something, they finish number one still on Wednesday. Um, but also, you know, how much ad revenue are they generating? You know, all that type of thing. So, and we know that they get paid a rights fee is like forty million bucks a year. Okay, so that's that's a flat fee. 
and well, they're looking. So the they're four, looking for at least a four or five x increase. They well, want that's, that's in the well, that's what Brandon Thurston said. He's he's yeah. crazy. Well, okay, well, Brent, but you got to you got to know something about Brandon though, and and he's he's been on the show a lot, and I I give Brandon a hard time because he he turned into a shill for AEW, which is unfortunate because he's a very talented person. Um, oh yeah, but, he puts out some very good information when he's not when he's not in the tank for Tony. Well, and he, but here's the thing: the creator of WrestleNomics, for those who don't know, is Chris Mookie Harrington. Chris Mookie Harrington handed over the reins to WrestleNomics to Brandon Howard Thurston because Chris Mookie Harrington took a permanent position with All Elite Wrestling, and he is now one of their vice presidents he's an actual vice president he actually does real work it's not just a title so brandon's bread is buttered because technically his grand pooba is the is one of the vps of aew brandon owes all of that to 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 chris harrington and daniel garcia by the way was trained by brandon howard thurston so when you see Daniel Garcia getting all this TV time, that's really unjustified. You can thank the network of Chris Harrington, the VP. <laughs> it's all connected here, right? <laughs> yeah, and um, so it really comes down to you know what ad revenue they're generating. Is it enough? Do they does does Warner Media think they can get more ad revenue for less money with somebody else mm. or with something else? I think that's that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you know, we have our criticisms of the content and the quality of the content of the programming, but it comes down to do they, is there something else that can give them more ad revenue for less money, for well, less of a cost? I, I think what's telling, and we don't see this on WWE's end, by the way, I think what's telling is that the ratings for whatever comes on before Dynamite is higher than Dynamite. And the ratings for whatever yes. precedes Dynamite is higher than Dynamite. So that means people are changing the channel and then coming back when this nonsense is over. And usually what precedes Dynamite um, or what's, what's, what's ahead of it is um, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Which, all, it, for the most part, they destroyed Dynamite in the ratings. And then right after that is whatever other type of programming like big bang theory it's a it's a television show that's you know in reruns now but it's something popular enough that people will tune in to go watch it i think that says a lot about the problems that dynamite is having it's clearly it's not the network it's the it's the actual programming that's a problem yeah and uh, what i found like in this because i i have kept track of rating stuff for uh dynamite and rampage and raw and smackdown um so with Dynamite, that particularly like the last quarter, well, well I'd say since CM Punk. <laughs> well, I well well because well after he first after the brawl out thing happened, you know they were actually kind of stable for a few weeks, but then once they decided, once they settled the world title situation, in fact, let me, uh, let me see. wait. Are you going to tell me that MJF is not a draw? Is that what you're going to tell me right now? Well, all right. So here we go. Um, <laughs> Because I happen to, because, oh yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm going to my spreadsheets here, everyone. Okay, um, so for 2022, all right, after Grand Slam, Grand Slam was when they, um, when they settled the world title thing, where uh, with, I think Mox won the, yeah, he won the world title again. Um, since Grand Slam, yeah, it's it's been, I mean, it's been down and. You know, from November, they they dipped into the eight hundreds in November, and they didn't come back out until like the middle of December, where they had they had two special episodes, and then last week they were back down in the eight hundred the eight hundreds again. So, so is um, MJF the worst strong champion in the history of AEW? Um, I think at least for television, we'd have to say that, right? Um, I guess so. I oh, mean, you know, and uh, incredible. <laughs> well, and and Punk, look, okay, because you know CM Punk and people who are kind of CM Punk partisans, um, they are absolutely in the right to say that he affected viewership in a positive way. 
Uh, they are absolutely right to say that he affected pay-per-view buys in a positive way. You know, they're, they're bigger. Most of their bigger pay-per-view buys were shows that he was on. Uh, and he, he was a positive influence on TV ratings. Does, and it, does this, does this have anything to do with, with Brian Danielson? Is it, is there, can we put any of this blame on his lack of, um, ability to draw more well, eyeballs? Looking at what they've done with him, right? I mean, and look, and he, he, he seems to be like one of the, not to be one of those guys that doesn't really care. Well, I, I think, I think part of the reason why they're not doing more with him is him. I don't think he's allowing it to happen. Well, and then, you know what, then, then here's the thing, right? Um, then that's on Tony. Yeah. Right? Because manage, you, you, look, you, you don't, you don't bring Brian Danderson in to be one of the boys. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Look, even if he wants to be, if he wants to be one of the boys and you need to sit him down and you tell him, no, I didn't bring him here to be one of the boys. That's right. Okay. I, you, um, you need to you make need, me some money. <laughs> and so we're going to, you know, at some point we're going to, we're going to put you in the world title feud and we're going to put that title on you. And you're going to walk out and you're going to be champion for a few months because why? Because that's why I brought you here. Um, I didn't bring you here to be one of the guys and, you know, and, he didn't bring Punk in to be one of the guys. Yeah, regardless uh, of whatever Punk wanted, you're going to be champion because that's what's going to bring me the most eyeballs, period. That's why I brought you here. <laughs> I don't care okay, if you break uh, your leg every time you do something. You're going to come in here and you're going to work. <laughs> well, but, and, well, but look, there, look, there are roles on the roster. Some people are world champions. Some people are mid-carders, et cetera. Some people you bring in there, you don't. there's no point in bringing them in there for them to be one, just one of the guys. Yeah. Right? Like, Bill Goldberg, when 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 they when 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 Goldberg comes back, what do they do? They put him in a title match. You know why? Because Bill Goldberg, even at his age, still draws money if you put him in a title match. Yep. Yep. Okay. And that's why. Okay. Or you or you put him in some big match against, you know, Braun Strowman yeah, or a Bobby special Lashley. attraction match. You have to. Yes. Yeah. He still draws doing that. Okay. And even at his age, all right. There's a reason that you put that when Brock Lesnar comes back, it's a big match with a big opponent. Well, Same look, thing. they put John Cena in the main event on SmackDown. Right. They, they didn't put John Cena in the middle of the show wrestling yeah. like, um, you know, Drew Gulak or somebody, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. They, you know, so Danielson has been doing this thing where it's like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to work with you to, I want to, you know, wrestle with this guy. I want to, you know, and, and have these matches with these guys. And, and no, that's not what they brought you there for, buddy. Let me tell you something, Brian yeah. Danielson. You know I'm a big fan of yours. I've been there since the beginning. Okay, I saw I saw you in ROH at, at the Era of Honor begins. Okay, I know your trainer. Okay, let me tell you something flat out. If you are destroying AEW on purpose, then kudos to you. You've been doing a fantastic job of it. Okay, WWE is going to give you a fat bonus for that because you you absolutely are the the poison pill in that company. Um, so if you're doing it on purpose, I, I give you a lot of kudos for that. If well, this is that. if this is by accident, and you're not doing it on purpose, then you're then you're you're a jerk, because well, that company. Hold on a second. That company is lacking in star power. That company is at a point where they're trying to fight for a new contract, a new TV deal. They need an increase so they can pay people, and you're sitting around talking about you don't want to have more T-shirts because you don't want to add more uh, stuff to the environment or some nonsense. Let me tell you something, Brian Danielson. If you're doing it on purpose, I salute you, my brother, because that's some devious stuff, and I kind of like it. If this is just, you know, by accident, then I think you're you're one of the biggest jerks, and you're one of the biggest reasons, other than Tony Khan, why that company is failing today, because you're a big enough star that you could bring this company up, and the fact that you're not allowing yourself to be the top guy in that company is legitimately one of the most ridiculous. I would fire your ass immediately for being a, a, a complete and utter selfish jerk. And don't tell me, well, you know, I roll around with the guys in the back and I try to train them. The, the quality of wrestling still sucks, Brian. Okay? You need to be in the main event. You need to be the champion. You need to be doing the press tours. You need to be selling merchandise. You need to help that company get their TV deal. And if you personally are doing anything to impede that, and you're not doing it on purpose. You're a jerk. And if you're doing it on purpose, you're you you are a a sinister person. And I love it. I'm sorry, Rob. You're gonna get canceled. For that. <laughs> no, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, he 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 needs to be he needs to be in a bigger role on that show. He needs to be in a higher place on the card. I would I would fire his ass immediately the first time he told me he didn't want to sell T-shirts. Get out of my company. I don't. This is not a look, charity. I'm not here to be your friend. Go wrestle down at the VFW. Get out of my company. Your ass is going to be Mox, the main event. You're going to be the champion. Look, look, Moxley postponed his vacation because they needed somebody to hold the world title. Exactly. He and, I, um, and Brian Danielson is saying he don't even want more T-shirts because he don't want to add more stuff to the environment, bro. I mean, wrestle in the at the Arboretum. Get the hell out of my company. Yeah, like so. You have to ask. Well, what they, I mean, what they bring him there for? Um, no, we know what they brought him in here for, but the question is, why are they allowing him to act like he's in charge? Brian Danielson, you're not in charge. You are an employee, and Tony. All of your faults, all of the piss poor management. I don't understand why you would let this guy do whatever he wants. He's he he works for you. Tell that guy he's going to be champion and he's going to do it, or he can leave. Because because quite frankly, he's not adding anything positive to your bottom line at this point. You don't need him. He needs to go, or he needs to start doing the right thing. Period. Yeah, um, and that's what it is. They need to do that with him because uh, I mean, Mox has he has given his all for he's that peaked. company. Mox peaked. Well, but he he's given his all for that company, and he does he deserves some time off. And he deserves uh, to have a viable uh, person who's built up enough that when he wrestles them, they can make some money. Because Mox he's peaked. He can't draw more on his own. He can't make that yeah. company any better than it is. He's peaked. Same with Jericho. Right. Jericho's peaked. Yeah. So, so Danielson has to step up. We need him to step. MJF, it, it, this has been a complete disaster. He's not a draw yet, and and it's not his fault. It's Tony's fault for the way he booked him. You know, so so Danielson, I'm serious. Listen, they haven't gotten over the fact that 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 um, Cody Rhodes is gone because these are the moments where you plug Cody Rhodes in and he stabilizes everything. Right, and they should have – that stupid stipulation where you couldn't challenge the world title. Yeah, that, that didn't make any sense. But bigger than that, Tony should have given Cody whatever money he wanted. Yeah, How do you let that, a guy who is your stabilizing force leave? How do you allow that to happen? You um, know, that, That's like WWE letting Seth Rollins go. It can't happen. You know what I mean? Seth Rollins is not Roman Reigns. No, of course he's not. But you know who Seth Rollins is? He's the stabilizer. He can be champion at any point and still make you money. I mean, honestly, it also looks like Cody was largely somebody who was holding the locker room together. Of course, he was. That's what the you know. That's what the wrestlers told me. And I look. I used to give Cody a hard time, and I'll still give him a hard time because I feel like he could have done more in terms of getting women more time on television. He could have done more in terms of uh, blackmail singles wrestlers being promoted as top stars. And Cody used to say, "Well, who is there?" Which was just so ignorant on his part. And I still give him hell for that. But here's what I know about Cody. And I know this because I've spoken to enough people in AEW. He did try a lot. And he did go to bat for a lot of people. He did settle a lot of beefs before they blew up to worse. Cody did about as much as he he probably did about as much as he could with Tony Khan. And Tony was listening to the kids, the Young Bucks, listening to MJF, listening to Britt Baker, uh, being influenced by people who never done anything in wrestling ever in their lives, who, who couldn't spell wrestling, quite frankly. Um, and it shows because once Cody's gone, the whole place fell apart. Because CM Punk, he's a big name until the bell rang, and then you got to see how terrible the quality of wrestling was. The numbers were going down to a significant point. He needed more people to help bring him back up. You don't let a guy like Cody Rhodes go. Punk and Cody could have been the, the biggest wrestling match of the year. Some really stuck out with me. Some people, you know, some people of color who worked there who said that Cody was somebody they yeah. You know, yeah. it was there for them. They confided in all that stuff, and good on him for that. And but yeah, and no one was talking about about Kenny Omega that way. They were saying the opposite about him. They everyone who ever talked about Omega said they were button heads. All these women said they were button heads with Kenny Omega. So that 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 was a big loss when they when Cody went over because again he he like I said he was a stabilizing force. You know, on and off screen. Yeah, he helped keep a lot of things together. Out of all those EVPs, he, I mean, he was the only one who had any type of pedigree as far as, yeah. you know, booking. Yeah. You know, I mean, his father was one of the best 
you know, bookers ever. Um, he worked for Vince McMahon. Yeah, and he, know, and he was the Intercontinental worked. Champion, so he was upper mid card for Vince. So McMahon. <laughs> he, you know, he he'd been in the room with you know two of the best bookers ever. ever. Yeah. Um. So he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. Um. More so than those other guys, and um. So losing him, I mean, it, it, losing him is a is a big thing if it's, they it's had cody big. rhodes rob aew would be a viable alternative to wwe they would have a bigger television deal at the end of this year and generally speaking they'd be a pretty healthy company well because also and cody had, had those other deals with those other shows on tnt that too which which um, was just a net positive for aew Listen, Rob, you you and I have talked about everything. We don't went from, from know, women's man. wrestling to McCarthy uh, screwing up. Why don't you let everybody know what's the best way that they can uh, keep up with you? Because you're kind of a hot commodity these days, man. So, you know, if they, if you're going to debate about Rob the Genius, you can have the decency to tag him and reach out to him, invite him on your shows, name him. Don't just say that guy. Name him. Like, have the decency to actually shout this guy out by name because he's doing the work that you're debating about. So the least you can do is show that that type of respect. But please, Rob, okay, let so him know. Okay, so I'm R-B-O-N-N-E-1 on Twitter. And here, here's, okay, I'm not going to fight you on the timeline, okay? I'm not going to do that. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to debate me or you want to, you want to fight me or something about this, if you have a show, if you have a podcast of some type, invite me on your show. I will gladly show up and talk to you. Okay, I, I do not get in Twitter fights. Okay, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm too old for that shit. Okay, okay. If you if you want to talk, if you want to have a discussion about you know these things, then please, I, you know, R B O N N E one on Twitter. You know, DM me and say, hey, I'd love for you to come on so we can talk about this. Okay. Do not tweet at me on the timeline because I will probably ignore you. Okay, um, and if you and look, if you if you've forgotten what I just said, and but you're interested in reach out to Duke even and tell him to you know message me or whatever, I will come talk to you. I I love talking to people. Okay, I am not here to get in fights on the internet. Okay, <laughs> all right, um, but you can you know so you can reach me there on Twitter. I have a website, robsagenius.com. I write about pro wrestling. I write about comic books. I write about movies. I write about a bunch of stuff. Uh, go read some of that. If you, and again, if you take issue with something I write there and you want to talk about it, I will, you know, whatever platform you have, I will come talk to you. Uh, just again, I'm not going to fight you on the internet though. Okay. And, um, and you and you can, uh, you can, I'm actually on a podcast every week, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast with DJ and Jason. We we are part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, and you can hear us every week. And so that's if you want to talk about pro wrestling or other things, the, that's all the ways to get to see what I got to say or reach out to me or whatever. His name is Rob the Genius, and you can tell. I mean, the way that this guy was seamlessly able to talk about all these topics. He certainly is. Rob, we appreciate you as always, brother. Always a pleasure, man. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs>